Sworn Statement is back for a brand new season. And this season, we're taking you inside the Collier County Sheriff's Office to look at some of the lesser known aspects of our agency. We want to give you an in-depth view at all that we do to keep our community safe and secure. We're starting the year off with a look at our canine unit. Canine, as the name implies, includes dogs and their deputy handlers. When people think about law enforcement dogs, they often think of them apprehending criminals. But there is much more to these canine deputies that people don't know about. Our canine dogs do track suspects, but they also help find missing people. They keep the community safe by sniffing out drugs, explosives, and weapons. And they're often the first ones to enter a scene because it's too dangerous for human deputies. Working in the canine unit is sometimes dangerous but it's always rewarding. In this episode, I sit down for a conversation with Corporal Ryan Diaz and Corporal Jake Walker of CCSO's K-9 unit. They explain the unique challenges and the joys of living and working with their K-9 partners. You're listening to Sworn Statement, a podcast by the Collier County Sheriff's Office under the direction of Sheriff Kevin Rambosk. I'm your host, Adam Fisher. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Sworn Statement Podcast, the podcast of the Collier County Sheriff's Office. Today, we're talking about our canine unit. And joining us right now are two of our canine handlers, the deputies that work with the dogs that we have in the unit. We have Corporal Ryan Diaz. Corporal, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing very well. And Corporal Jake Walker. Jake, how are you? Awesome. Excellent. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, I'll kind of just throw a question out there before we begin. Just give me a synopsis. What is the canine unit? What does it do? Corporal Walker, I'll start with you. Just how do you describe it when people ask you about what you do? Sure. I get the awesome job to work with a dog mm-hmm. to do a lot of things like find people in the woods or go through a swamp to locate somebody. Um, there's plenty of times that we may look for discarded evidence or, like I said, missing people or outstanding people or something like narcotics or explosive detections. Yeah. How about you, Corporal Diaz? When people come up and say, what do you do for a living? How do you describe it? What do you say? I say we find bad guys. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's 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 just a little bit of what we do. But like my partner was saying, you know, the dogs just aren't looking for bad guys. We look for missing people. We look for kids. We have dogs that are trained for narcotics detection. We have dogs that are trained for explosive detection. And give me the kind of idea behind the canine. You, you touched on it. I mean, I know we have these dogs for, for their detection skills. Um, but I understand it's also uh, just another way to get our job done and they kind of go to places that deputies cannot, correct? Yeah, well, no, definitely. Uh, there's a lot of times when it's not safe for a deputy to go into the woods or it's not it's not practical for a deputy to go into a certain situation. Maybe we have an armed subject or we have somebody who would respond better to seeing a dog or hearing a dog. I mean, as silly as that may sound, mm-hmm. the dog is also a deterrent. You know, we have a dog on scene of maybe a felony stop or a barricaded subject or with SWAT. And there's oftentimes someone will, as silly as it sounds, just surrender because they hear a dog. And that's at the end of the day, that's what they say. They, I don't want to deal with the dog. I don't want to mess with the dog. But on the other hand, we, I mean, we can't, as people, smell, like he said, explosives. We can't smell the drugs in the car when there's a traffic stop going on. So, I mean, we're using the dogs for their smell almost all the time. But then there is that aspect that it's just a physical deterrence. They're faster. They can catch people that are running away. So they're they're an invaluable tool. So you guys are canine handlers. Your deputies in the canine unit. That means you have an actual dog, 
Corporal Diaz, tell us about your canine. What's his name? What her name? When and what? Uh... It's he's a he's a male. Um, his name's Canine Agar. Um, we recently just finished our our basic patrol school. He's my second. It's my second dog. My last dog passed away last year. Um, so we've been on the street about two months now. Okay. How's that going? How's it? What's it he's like great. A, a new he, dog. He's he's great. Uh, my first dog taught me everything. Um, he was an awesome dog. Um, and we passed it on to this dog now, so we're starting out strong. Excellent. How about you, Corporal Walker? Who's your canine? I have canine Nitro. He's a little three-year-old Malinois. Um, he's a little ball of fire. <laughs> However, he, I got very lucky with him because he's got a, such a great temperament. He's very smart. Unlike most mouse, mouse, anyone who knows who has a mouse or owns a mouse or has dealt with mouse, they're usually little spitfires that don't think before they do things. So I got lucky. He's very smart. Um, He's a little smaller. People think I need to feed him more, but he's he's perfect. I, I couldn't be happier. That's great. And I think people don't realize that these canines are your partners. They're also part of your family. You mm-hmm. take them home. You take care of them. Is that right? Yes, sir. Every every day he goes to work, comes home work with me. He's at home. Um, we have him set up in uh, my garage. It's air conditioned. He's got all the amenities uh, <laughs> in the garage, and he he. I was very fortunate. He gets along great with my family. I have a small child, and everything goes great at home. What's that like having them at home? Because are, are they like a normal dog, or can you play with them? You take them outside? I mean, what, what do you do with them? That dog honestly might be one of the most asked questions, I think, when I talk to just random citizens, is how is the dog compared to like a normal dog? Yeah. Um, I've had a couple dogs in my past when I you know lived at home with my, my parents when I was younger. And it's, and like I said earlier, I have very lucky that i have a great dog a dog with great temperament because he's able to switch off that little switch if you will when he gets home he knows it's time just to chill be at home and again like ryan said my dog is great with my wife fortunately and he's he's like i said he's chill when he gets home but in the same same sense when i start putting on the green pants and my uniform Mm -hmm. and my vest he just starts doing circles in his cage because he knows it's time to go to work (laughs) So. That's great because I know that's got to be tough for LEOs, mm-hmm. all of them, to, to turn that switch off. Sure, and mm-hmm. right. Alive. So the dog's got to do right. it too. The dog oh, do the same thing. That's neat. Um, what, what, tell me about you guys yourselves. Um, why did you decide to get into canine? I, uh, it was always something in the back of my mind, and I had worked various positions in the agency before, so I got to see um, different aspects, but it really piqued my, my interest. You know, when we have an incident going on, Everybody's standing, you know, we do a perimeter, you know, everybody's standing back and we're waiting for canine to get there. Canine is the problem solvers. Canine is the spear. We're the ones going into the woods. Um, we're the ones finding the bad guys or the missing people or the, or the children. Um, so I like that aspect of being able to solve, all right, we have this problem. Now we can go in there. We can solve this problem, me and my partner. Well, I think that was said perfectly. I think it's exactly what Ryan said it. I mean, obviously, it takes every single deputy and every supervisor mm-hmm. to set up a good perimeter and to sort out what we have on scene, crime-wise or, or charge-wise, before we can decide to do something. But like, like I mean, like Ryan said, but when I started and then when I became uh, when I became a cop five years ago, you always saw the canine handler in the background or in the distance or in the shadows. But they were the ones we were waiting for. They're the ones who kind of get to do the cool stuff all the mm-hmm. time. They get to, you know, be at all the big incidents. So mm-hmm. it's something that definitely drew my attention from from the beginning. And what kind of training do you guys have to go through? Obviously, you go through all the LEO schools and mm-hmm. trainings, but then you have to learn, I imagine, how to handle the dogs. <laughs> right. so what kind of training is that? So we have, so FDLE mandates 
all canine handlers before they're able to go on the road and use their dog uh, to go through a 40 hour, uh, 480 hour um, school, a canine patrol school. So once you go through the patrol school, um, you get your certificate, you pass. Um, every year, you or we every year the team, the canine team. So my dog and myself, or or Ryan and his dog, each dog team has to go through a, a yearly cert, which involves all the major disciplines: detection, tracking, apprehension work, uh, area search, building search, all that stuff. Um, and then, obviously, probably, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you how much he trains or how much I train a day, but it's hours and hours every single week, mm. just to keep up, you know, maintenance training. So, yeah. And every Wednesday we train as right. a unit as well. Right. So every Wednesday the dogs get together as a unit and we train together as a unit, each handler, each dog and as a unit. Sure. So it's always continually training. Mm-hmm. So I know you're training, um, for the kind of LEO aspects mm-hmm. the search and rescue, the finding narcotics, but you had to learn like, I don't know, like hand signals, mouth signals to, to call and control your dog. Is, is we, that right? It's, it's, it's all, it's all verbal and the dogs do have hand signals. So all that stuff is taught to us in the school and, and after the school. Um, cause we're, we always, we're always training. Every time we get a dog out, you're training, you're doing this or you're doing that with the dog. Um, but the formal training we do on, on Wednesdays, that's where we can enhance our skills. Now you guys have touched on it. These dogs do a lot of different things. They, they find suspects, they find children, they find narcotics. I believe they can find weapons as well, mm-hmm. explosives. Are there different specialties for different dogs or do all dogs have all these capabilities? So all of our dogs in the canine unit are dual purpose. Mm-hmm. There's also the Vice Narcotics Bureau who has their own dogs. It's just ah. single purpose. They're just drug dogs, narcotic dogs. Um, all of our dogs are patrol dogs slash explosives or narcotics. Mm. And am I right? Can they find weapons like firearms or? Yes, they can find, they can find firearms. Um, it's a, it's, we call it an article. So if we go do an article search, they can find a firearm or a knife or something somebody discarded. How is that? What, what are they smelling? Are they smelling something from the gun? Are they smelling something from the person that had the, the article? So they're, they're getting the human scent off of okay. whatever the article was. Um, we don't want to get too far into deep of our trade secrets on how we're, sure, yeah. <laughs> we're training them, but they're, they're getting the, the human scent off the article. Tell me a bit about your guys' unit. How many dogs do we have? How many handlers do we have? I think we have seven, seven dogs, seven handlers at the moment, just in our patrol side. And then Vice Narcotics has, has a few um, single-purpose dogs. And how long have you guys been doing? How long have you been doing canine? I've been in canine for three years yeah. this year. And I am just shy of two years. What do you guys like about it? What what keeps you in there? I know um, you obviously have done other parts of the agency. Mm-hmm. Why you stick with K nine? Like I mentioned earlier, I think it's just a great it's a great position to be in where you get to do a little bit of everything. Um, like Ryan said, you kind of get to this is a silly term everyone you know makes fun of at the end of the day, but you get to be the tip of the spear. Mm-hmm. You know, we get to be the ones who get to go into the woods, which a lot of people don't like to get mucky and, mm-hmm. and wet and waist deep in water. But at the end of the day, we all love doing it. We mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of fun. We that drive or that hunt to go mm-hmm. find a person or find an article. I know personally, Ryan and I have both found. I found a firearm. He's found a knife before on different crimes. So it's very fulfilling to find those articles or find the people. It's I, I in my short time in the CCSO, it's it's uncomparable the gratification that you get from mm-hmm. using your dog to mm-hmm. solve problems. And you agree is that that what brought you in? Yeah, I. Uh... I just love the challenge. Police work now is challenging anyway, but you add a dog, now you're working with the dog. You're also trying to train the dog to do different things. It's just a challenge and it's always changing. But to go and accomplish something with you and your dog that nobody else can go and do, 
You know, um, we assist every department in the agency. Whenever mm -hmm. they ask us, we go. So we always want to be successful. And it, it's part of, like Jake said, the, the internal drive you have to have. I know saying catching bad guys, it's cliche, mm -hmm. but we all have that drive just like our dogs. Our dogs are high drive dogs. And us as handlers, we need to be high drive handlers to not stop. We have to do this. We have to find that person. We have to find that article that could tie that person to the crime. Yeah. You well, know. you said it's catching bad guys. It does sound cliche, yeah. but mm -hmm. it's it's safety. You're keeping the community sure. safe. So Absolutely. it's a very, Absolutely. very important job. Now, when you mentioned catching the bad guys, a lot of these bad guys, they don't operate, you know, nine to five. <laughs> We're pursuing suspects, mm -hmm. um, you know, in the middle of the night. Is that sure. right? Is K-9 on call 24 hours? 24 hours, seven days a week. We always have our phones on us um, and we do get called out a lot. So we talked about just how gratifying it is. What's challenging? What, what what challenges you about the canine unit? I think personally, with just my dog team, Nitro, my dog, Nitro and I, I mean, it's obviously, it's you're working with, with an animal. So he has a mind of its own. <laughs> he does his own thing. There's plenty of times when you're trying to accomplish a goal or do a certain train, something in training, and the dog is just, it's not his day. He doesn't <laughs> want to do it. And I mean, you know, we're a younger dog team. We're, you know, we've been doing it for almost two years. Challenging for that aspect is just, trying to work with the animal and get mm -hmm. on the same page a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But then on the flip side, in your personal life, it certainly can be a challenge to, and it's a huge commitment. I mean, you take the dog home, yeah. the dog is with you 24 mm seven. -hmm. I joke with my wife about it. I see the dog more than I see my wife yeah. most of the time. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's fine, the dog is great. I'm not complaining about the dog. Um, but you take the dog home, so no more immediate vacations no more i can drop everything and go do this for eight hours today or go to the you know nfl game in tampa you, mm -hmm. you can't do that with the dog you have to board the dog it's a whole process so there's definitely a commitment level that i don't think the average person probably they wouldn't understand but it's it's very rewarding to do everything we've already mentioned then there's that little flip side of that it obviously is a little challenging too it's not yeah. it's not just a little walk in the park i would say the most challenging thing is having people that haven't been in this position to try to get them to understand and not just the community, um, but, but also here deputies, we do a lot of training with patrol and integrating to different bureaus. I think the biggest challenge is, Hey, we're on a scene aviation's up ahead. We have patrol assisting us. We have ERT coming out that go on searches with us, but we're really the only ones that know what's going on with the dog. So, we do a lot of training to help integrate, to help spread the word. Hey, this is what we need. This is what we're looking for. This is what can help us. And eventually it's helping us catch the person, the criminal, the missing person that makes the community safer. Is there anything that's unique or maybe challenging about where we do this? Because we're in South Florida. Yeah. It's swampy. <laughs> yep. It's hot. I understand you know, dogs are like humans. If you're hot, the dog's hot. You know, if, if yep. you're uncomfortable, the dog's uncomfortable. So going out there in the woods and the swamp and the heat, does that present certain challenges? Mm -hmm. My my very first search that I went for was for a vehicle pursuit where the vehicle crashed at the end of DeSoto. The DeSoto keeps going, keeps going. It eventually gets to a dead end, and it's just swamp. And the, the vehicle crashed over there. You know, he's possibly armed. He has felony warrants. So it's it's an all dog call. We have I think I believe we had every dog Everybody. team there. But I was new. I was brand new. Probably a week or two off of the school. I certified. I went with the at the time our our trainer. He was the, the head supervisor you're obviously disoriented because you're in the pitch black woods you don't know where the directions are there's sirens everywhere there's a helicopter overhead they can't see you because of the the top canvas of the of the woods and the next thing you know 
waist deep in water all my <laughs> weapon and my weapon my gear my handcuff everything is is wet and then that's when i found out that my dog can swim <laughs> he's sw- he's swimming through the swamp uh it's just mm-hmm. it's that's certainly something that i didn't think about at first right. but it is definitely an environmental challenge here in, in southwest florida is the yep. swamp mm-hmm. the snakes the alligators, alligators. Yep. It's panthers we've, panthers we've been on we've been on searches multiple times and the helicopter will look down or they'll radio <laughs> us and say hey guys just to let you know that hey, there's a panther up ahead wow <laughs> and uh you know so just stuff to keep in mind how about it's, the heat do you have to do the heat any... of course during the summertime um the handlers got to be on top of their dogs watching their dogs when we're searching to make sure the dogs don't get overheated but then we also have to be watching deputies to make sure they don't get overheated so most of the time in summer we'll have ems respond as as a precaution just in case a dog goes down or a handler mm-hmm. goes down but the heat is a huge factor mm-hmm. how long does a canine typically work for us is there like a uh, you know career span for for the dogs does it just depend it's uh, there's no set age my last canine partner canine gomez he was 10 um he fell ill and that's how he he had retired before we had uh, we had to put him down or he passed away um, there's no set age limit, so it's it goes off of you know the dog's working ability, but we also are not going to work the dogs, you know, into the ground. Yeah. So the dogs give us all they got, you know, for eight nine years. They want to enjoy retirement just like everybody else and relax at home, but we don't we don't work them till we can't work them anymore. They need to be able to retire and relax as well. What uh, what happens when they retire? They just become a pet. They then? relax at home. They yeah. uh, they go home. I mean, their training is never forgotten. It's imprinted in them. But um, yeah, they get to go home. The handlers um, can adopt the dogs, which every handler has done, um, and they go uh, stay at the handler's house. Lastly, as we wrap up, just give me your overall thoughts. You explained what it does, why you like it, but why do you think this bureau, the canine unit, is important to the sheriff's office and to the community at large? I think it's one of those. You just can't put a price on it. Mm-hmm. Well, just just from the let's just say from the criminal apprehending side of it, there's a lot of times we can't we can't as a person go into a certain situation because it's just too dangerous or we don't have the ability. You know, their nose work, their scent work. We don't have the ability to find certain things like a weapon that's in the woods or the swamp mm-hmm. or people um, missing people that are been gone for a couple hours. We there's no way we can just put our nose on the ground as a person and start you know sniffing mm-hmm. away. Uh, but then on the flip side, the dog people love dogs yeah it's it's crazy the the amount of people like i was at the seafood we were both at seafood festival different days this last weekend and i'm walking the dog around and my dog is very nitro's very very obedient and he's very relaxed so i I feel comfortable with that i have good control over him but we're walking around and the amount of people that just want to take pictures of him or or talk to me because the dog not because of me it's because of the dog (laughs) yeah so it's it's just one of those valuable priceless Mm -hmm. I i don't even know how to explain it just People love dogs. I mean, we are all here because we, we love dogs to a certain degree, but they just have this crazy value about them in every situation. I mean, even just getting on a scene with, on, a, on a traffic stop and pulling the dog out, it just, yeah, we're not, we're not, for us, it might just be training for the dog. The dog is seeing a new picture, as we call it. The dog seeing a traffic stop, mm-hmm. kind of getting a new training aspect or perspective. But for those people in the car, depend. We we don't know the situation sometimes. But for the people in the car, they may say, "Hey, there's a canine here. Mm-hmm. What in the world?" And they may be on their better behavior. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different 
there's it's a, a great de-escalation things. tool right sure. is a is a good way to put it mm-hmm. but there's no technology that has come out that has replaced a dog yet exactly. that's why we still use them right so you cannot replace the dog's nose so that's their primary function is using their nose if you look at a, a grass field you see a grass field i can bring my dog out find a track and now the dog is taking me to that suspect so it's it's something that can't be replaced that's why we still use them um it's important to keep the deputies safe but it's also important getting these criminals off the streets to keep the community safe thank you to corporal diaz and corporal walker for spending time with me this has been sworn statement a podcast by the collier county sheriff's office under the direction of sheriff kevin rambosk this episode was produced by me your host adam fisher with audio recording by Brian Barcello. Thank you for listening.